What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Bachelors in the City. I am Peter, along with my amazing co-host, Dustin. Dusty, D-Man43, is with me, and we are here to talk about Bachelor in Paradise recap. We have our wonderful producer, who you guys have grown to adore now, Emma, joining us on the episode. We're recapping the episode, and boy, oh boy, oh boy, is it getting crazy on the beach. I'm ready to talk some shit. Let's just get into it. I'm ready to talk. I've been away for a minute, so I'm ready to... Lots, lots to talk about, lots to dissect. I'm enjoying this season. I hope you guys are. And uh, from there, we got a little recap of our boy going across the pond to visit his boo thing and all things London. Maybe a couple crazy travel stories included in there. And then, of course, uh, our favorite part of the episode, our third roommate segment where we get to hear from you guys and hopefully uh, answer your questions to the best of our ability. We think we did it this time. And uh, George comes on asks us a good question, an interesting question, good perspective from both sides. So hope you guys enjoy the episode. So I've been gone for a couple weeks. You've been gone for a week and then Peter was gone the week before. So you guys haven't done this together in like two weeks. I know, this feels weird. This feels, but we're I back feel like again. Emma is so dang good at doing these, these recaps. Thank you. Yeah, I feel like I don't know. We, are we going to pull this, pull it down right now? Or are we going to lift it up? So let's see. I don't know. I'm just so tired of carrying all this weight, guys. I know like, you put the team on your back. On your I tell you. <laughs> no, guys, it's um, paradise is getting c- c- crazy, right? Oh my and, gosh! Uh, it was it was a it was a fun episode. Fun episode last. I, I guess fun episode for the viewers. It's to something watch. about just heartbreaks and disappointment that just feeds the American the heart. The tears were I don't flowing. Know. Mm-hmm. There's something. That's it's what hey that's what sells it just it does people like to watch that and we have our strong opinions I have very strong opinions about this episode so let's go line by line on it before let's we like jump line. ahead of anything this Pete, is the don't first hold week back either don't hold back Pete I'm not gonna hold back I would never We're not hold back so Emma let's go let's get this down. is the first week that there's been one episode since the very beginning. And I think that they were able to pack in about as much drama into an hour and a half of content that they were doing in two episodes. So it starts off with the cocktail party with Natasha saying what I said last week, which is why is everyone so mad at Chris and no one is mad at Brendan? So true. And I don't know why it took so long for... Trust me, they got what was coming to them, but it I don't know why it took so long for everyone to kind of realize the same thing, if not worse, was probably going on. Right? I don't think it was worse. I thought Chris's was worse. Really? Why so? You're making out with a, a you're with this girl. You're pretty much devoted to this girl and you go right next don't, no 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 don't give me that devoted in paradise. No one is devoted in paradise. Well, you're showing some type of loyalty, I think. And Ronnie said it best. That guy's got no loyalty at all. And that's like really unattractive. And I wouldn't want to even be friends with someone that has no loyalty or respect for someone else like that. He's kissing another girl, right? That that was fucked up. But he didn't like string Jasenia along saying like, oh, my old divorce is just so prescient in my mind. How will I ever get over that, Natasha? Woe is me. Just kidding. I'm actually banging Piper. <laughs> That's pretty good. Thank you. That's that was my Brendan impression. She's 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 got she's got a point there. She, but she's, I thought she's got a point. Brendan, 
I feel like Brendan's being nice. He's trying to like let you down easy. You're not catching it. You're not catching it. If a guy's not wanting to be have that fire for you, it's not it's not the right fit. Anyways, but continue. Continue on. I mean, I can see how that's construed. I can see that she really wanted to believe that he was into her. And like, she definitely skipped past some pretty obvious signs that I think she should have taken. But at the same time, he still fucked her over at the end of the day. Like, it's not her fault that he screwed her over. She was led into it maybe a little more than she should have been. But I still think that at the end of the day, he's the bad guy. Piper's the bad guy. And... (laughs) Piper is on camera saying, you win some, you fucking lose some, which is a bad, bad look. Listen, I, I'll, I'll be real though. I really don't even, I feel like, and it's just, it, it is what it is with today's day and age of paradise and social media and people being connected so easily outside of the show, not needing the show to meet. It's just, it's just that's unfortunately mm-hmm. for the show, a fact now. And I don't know how they're going to get over that. But my problem with them is not even really that they knew each other before the show because there's there's been plenty, plenty of people that have done just that prior to them that will do that after them. That's not even my problem. What I just don't get is this freaking Instagram talk that's just, it's like 90% of their conversations Mm -hmm. on the beach. And I'm thinking there, I'm like, who is... Who who would incrim- I don't I just don't understand like they're it's not self-incriminating. dumb. Who incriminates themselves that hard that consistently? You know that you have mics on. Like you're, it's Isn't not it like fishy? It's just, something it's, something doesn't add up here. It's up like, because you just wouldn't openly talk about that when you know it. And, you're and, correct. and they have so much damn audio or even footage of them doing it. I'm like, were they just like told by a producer to go and talk? Like it just it's like so dumb in my mind that it's like it couldn't actually have been them doing that like they i might have love- had mics off but there might have been a mic actually somewhere i'm sure there's mics everywhere maybe around the bed oh, or something yeah. hidden mics it's bugged the whole place is bugged it's like the kg you know what it's a good that's a good point that's actually a really good point they probably may may not have known that they're like hey guys you guys are done for today take your stuff off and they're probably that's- just they're too they were too relaxed and comfortable to talk like that and, and i just i just like i said i just all i know with that like i just sure whatever you guys knew each other you wanted to come on have, have a fun little time. Great. Just stop talking so much. It's, it's just mm-hmm. weird. Like, don't talk so much about that. Like, don't talk about it. But honestly, they're not in the wrong. Every, every everyone on that TV show is there to boost their stock. Yeah. So like, I, yeah. I don't want to hear anybody else, like, from the show talk about that because all you motherfuckers are on there to boost your stock. So let's just <laughs> cut exactly. that shit out. They're like, calling each other out for clout chasing. And it's like, okay, but here's the thing. You didn't As, have to go to Paradise to meet any one of these people here. No, you, just you didn't. Up on, Why on are you going on TV? Or, yeah. For followers? Yes. But just don't, but then just don't talk about it. Like everyone else is doing it right by not just talking about it. sweep it under the rug. Let's pretend like it's not happening. Brendan and Piper are just like announcing it to the world. Hey guys, this is why we're here. <laughs> I, that was incriminating I for am sure. so confused right now. Yeah. And at the end of it, like he's still bashing Natasha and he's like, oh, she couldn't have gotten anyone here if she wanted to, all this sort of stuff. And it's like, dude, just like know when to throw up the white flag. Just keep your mouth shut. In all honesty, the only piece of advice I have is keep your mouth shut in that situation. Like you've been called out, you've been voted off the island. Just. Yeah. And it, yeah. They should have just stopped talking. Well, they, had, they, 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 they finally did when they had Joe and the pitchforks yeah, coming to address the tribe. 
<laughs> that was wild. I'm like, Joe, don't get into it. Oh my God. He's leading like the, Lord of the Flies. He's he's <laughs> leading the crowd over there. Um there was actually a funny, like a G.I. Joe fucking poster that someone created. Hold on one second. I'm gonna send it to you guys right now. I know. I just want you guys to see it real quick. Okay, we'll post it on the Instagram for everyone listening. Follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcast. It's sent right now. Take a look at it. It's freaking hilarious. How talented are these uh, fans? You guys see it? Oh my God, that's a really good Photoshop. So Bachelor Clues posted it. Yep. And it's a really good G.I. Joe Photoshop. Damn. I told Joe he should post that. He should uh, He should have it printed off. That is awesome. Wait, that is hilarious. Freaking hilarious. But 10 Joe, out of yeah. 10. We'll repost like Joe- for sure. I feel like Joe's having to get in the middle of it. I feel like he doesn't want to. I feel like he's he has to. I, feel I think like he kind of likes to be the, I the victor. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like there's some kind of motivation. Anybody that works for ABC, I think they're like, hey, you want to keep your job? You got to go. You got to go into some shit. Oh, my God. Look how... It, who are the three people that work for ABC that well, are on that show? For clickbait, it's Natasha, Joe, and Tasha. Okay, obviously. So the three people. Oh, that's well. Doesn't Becca doesn't work for ABC? She used Becca to, works her and, for her something else. A, her and Rachel had one, but yeah, Rachel Lindsay they had one together. Yeah. Um, but clickbait is just those three. But gotcha. ABC also owns like everything except us. Just putting it out there. Yeah, they don't own our opinion. <laughs> but not to throw shade on anything, you know, whatever. But no, we I love you, s- ABC. Don't come after us. I'm sorry. I will say, guys, like. Peter knows us. If I have to hear one more fucking time that Natasha deserves this, that she deserves a a group um, a, a date, or I'm she deserves lo- the rose from the producers. I think I heard it like ten times in like less than thirty minutes. That was a little overkill. Honestly, it's insane. Like I've never seen them like put so much into this girl, and I feel like it's because she's on clickbait and. She just might be a little conflict of interest there. It's either conflict of interest because she's clickbait or because like at the same time, we're trying to put men in television in their place a little bit more and take away the audacity of some men to tell a woman off and kind of gaslight her the whole time. And so I do appreciate like the narrative that they are building up this strong, independent woman who deserves to be there because she's there for the right reasons. But at the same time, it's all still just a game yeah, and they're all like, still setting up and picking their like victors and she's probably picked because clickbait. I think they're just getting, yeah, they're giving a little bit more screen time. They're, they're giving her so much. Screen. They're giving her a rose. They're like, come on. How many people have gone on paradise and got played and just had to go home? Like mm-hmm. just been like at the very, the very, yeah. very beginning of the show. They're like the, you know, the one rule is if you, if you don't find someone at the end of this week, you don't have a rose at the end of the ceremony. You're not coupled up. You're gone. Obviously that's not the rules anymore. <laughs> But obviously not. And and listen, I I truly like I, Natasha. Really, like she really does. Like I know you hate. Like it was said a billion and one times, but she really does deserve it. And she is a great person. And she hasn't done anything wrong. You know, she she kind of obviously you know she did. She got screwed in that situation. But I still think yeah, it was just a little bit of a reach to to kind of keep keep her there and bend all the rules. Just I don't know, a little favoritism. Well, there are a couple other things, and then we'll return to Natasha at the end, kind of like how they did. So along this line, there are a couple other storylines going on. While they might not actually 
show them going on there are. Tammy celebrated her birthday by getting hard dumped <laughs> by Thomas. Happy birthday. Oh, I bet you Aaron loved I, that. He had to love that. I, I was, I was, I felt so freaking bad for Tammy. And I wish so bad that I could just have like frozen time and or I gone back in a time and just like taken her away in the beach, just had a quick, quick two minute conversation with her to kind of save her from that. I think that was where you were mentioning earlier, Dustin, about if a guy, if a guy's in, this is, this is no secret. I'm sure it's very similar with girls. If a guy is into you, I can assure you, I can promise you, he's not, he's not going to not make that extremely 100% obvious. And with the way that Tammy, Tammy was essentially like, begging him and like, well, what can I do? Like, that's, that's, that you're it's so far, you're so far gone at that mm-hmm. point. It's like, you can't, ah, don't do that. Don't say that. That's not what, that's not what it's going to help. It's not going to change anything. It just looks worse. It and just I, looks, that it looks sucks bad. to and say, it, because like, you don't want to like perceive how someone's suffering or grieving the loss of a relationship. But like, that's also the entire concept of television. I know. I just, I felt so damn bad for her. Yeah. I mean, she acts like, I mean, I, I don't, my, from seeing that, you would have thought they dated for a year, but I'm sure they're extremely tired. It's a tense I mean, it was, it, was, and it, it was, and it was her birthday and she, yeah. she, she did, you know, commit a lot to, to Thomas. So I can see that, but yeah, it, it, I mean, listen, it was good TV. It was, it was, very, it was great very, TV. very dramatic. You're right. It seemed like they, they were very, very serious a little bit more than they probably were, but I think that the quote of the episode, the one that like made me to myself in my living room at five 30 in the morning is last year I got COVID on my yep. birthday and this is 10 <laughs> times worse. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was hilarious. I, oh God. That was good. Uh, Oh goodness! And it, it's just you know what's like, what's what's what, what I feel bad though for Tammy. Like what's annoying is like they kind of like made, they made they didn't send her off well. Like they gave her like the the cheesy music of like after like when the breakup well, and like crying. I'm like oh, guys come on like you just like you're pumping up Natasha like crazy which is great and she deserves it but then you kind of do Tammy dirty like that and like give her like the the not the send sweet send off and then you go straight to. To Becca and, and Thomas, you know, making out. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's, she didn't deserve that. That sucks. I mean, I think that Tammy got a bad edit on your season. And I think that Tammy got a bad edit here. I think like, at least from what I've seen, she seems like a gem. I would love to meet her. I would love to have, for us to have her on this show because she just seems like a knockout person. But I just think that she's been portrayed as the villain and like, than the victim a lot more than she needs to be. And Tim, Tammy's really not a villain. Like she really isn't. She's probably one of the hardest working women I ever met on the show. Strongly like she, opinionated, she, probably. She yeah, was, which yeah. I respect a woman with opinions. Yeah, absolutely. This is great TV. Let's, yeah. What, what, what's next? What's we th- go on from there. Kendall kisses Ivan at one point, which I was just kind of thrown by. They don't really go into how that relationship really started yeah, or started. where it's going, but it's just like all of a sudden they're kissing and then they he gives her her rose or his rose, which is good. Great. Glad that Kendall's around so that she can watch Joe fall in love. And then finally, Kenny gives his rose to Mari, which means we lose our pot stirrer. Demi goes home. Demi. The demigod. <laughs> the demigod. I, I, 
So who was, I think Joe was talking about Demi too. And, and I think it's true. I think Demi does put on this, like maybe a little bit of this act, right. And like, everyone kind of knows her from going back to Colton season to a couple of the seasons on bat. Like she's, she's got this act about her, but I, I wish that she could, she would have, have let that down. I don't know if it would have been a different outcome for her. This with, the, you know, these group of guys just with the chemistry, but I wish she would like let that down. And I, I feel like definitely behind the curtain there, there really is someone that like is truly serious about finding mm-hmm. someone that like really wants to and isn't just like the, the potster, like really, really wants love. The girl behind the persona, if you will. And like, and, and I know Demi and I just watching the show, I like, I never really bought into it. I never bought in that like, oh, I'm going to see her fall. Like I just... I didn't. I felt like, and it's probably a lot of the show, a lot of production, mm-hmm. you know, pushing her because I know how good she is for TV and she's just got such an amazing, unique personality. But I, w- I would love to see that like pulled back and, and see really who Demi is on the show. She kind of reminds me of my ex. My ex was kind of short and it's like that Napoleon, that Napoleon, <laughs> um, what they call it? Napoleon? Small man is syndrome. It? Small man syndrome. <laughs> Stop laughing. But it's true. Like, she puts on this, like, big old, like, exterior, strong. And she she is, but just, yeah, you, you nailed it on the head. Yeah. I think that she is a really great person and... She she really is. She knows her role. She knows her role. She's hired to do a gig, in my mind. That's But I guess that's the perfect way. I wish she wasn't... It, that wasn't what was bringing her to, to the beach. Like... Yeah. You know, sure, we get she's very, very entertaining, says a lot of crazy things, but yeah. um, let's actually see Demi fall in love because I, I would love to watch that story. That'd be nice. And then, so the next thing that happens is Tia goes on a date with this Blake guy who I, again, had to look up. It was much like Chris. I guess just the beginning of Claire Tasha's season was such a dumpster fire that a lot of guys got lost in the woodwork of it. Yeah. But he yeah, seems I charming. Didn't, didn't remember him, um, but that didn't stop me from absolutely loving them together. I felt like they had some really like incredible chemistry right off mm-hmm. the bat. The guy just has a very sweet nature about him that just definitely vibed. I just, I saw it. I, I saw it from You're that one little... You know chemistry. Yeah, you know, you know I... You know, you know chemistry. Hey. I, I don't, actually, I didn't feel chemistry in high school. Almost did, but... Um, this kind of chemistry, hopefully I can, I don't know. I'm still working on it. Uh, anyways, I, I saw something there. I'm very curious to see if that develops into something or if it's maybe a little too late. I guess Mm -hmm. we're kind of getting to the end of the season, right? There are two episodes left. I don't know how much time that actually is in real world time, but. Right. Anyway, I I liked it and I I was happy. I'm blanking on his name. Who was Tia with before? James. Uh, James. Oh, and James, James seems like a great Poor dude. James. Just can't catch oh. a break. Oh, man. Seems I tell like you what, guy. I don't know, this late, I don't know if I believe, I mean, you said the chemistry, yeah, it might be some kind of chemistry, but I honestly just feel like it's just fresh, fresh coming in. You know, just a new face. It's exciting to see someone new and you're just kind of locked into whoever's new and comes on. That's uh, So I don't know how strong I think at this point, the relationships that are going to quote unquote succeed are already made. I think that, well, again, spoiler alert for anyone listening, you can just fast forward. On Instagram, there was a spoiler that showed 
Kenny's tattoo, as he was down on any proposing to someone, we've narrowed it down. It's not Demi. It's not going to be Tia. He proposes to Mari. That's going to be a relationship that walks out of paradise. I don't know if like Tia and Blake would walk out of paradise just since it is so late in the game. Yeah, I only see, honestly, uh, very few couples, um, Joe and Serena, because, I mean, there's relationship has been the strongest. I feel like the relationships that have gone through things at the beginning parts mm-hmm. and are strong now, I feel like are definitely... Riley and Marissa. Oh, they're the best. I don't know. Do Wait, what? What do you mean? You guys see the teaser for next no, week? No, don't buy into that. Do not buy what that. What was the teaser? I promise you that is... That, do not buy that. It's, uh, I think it's Demar comes in and like steals Marissa. I'm not exactly sure. I, I, I am telling happens. you right now that is they're, they're beautiful editing. They are cool. Yeah, they do not fall into that trap. They are fine. I will eat my words if they are not. That's not the case. But I am very, very confident that they are solid. And that's just the show trying to pull fast. Yeah, they're, 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 you talk about chemistry. That's some strong chemistry. Um, I, I mean, they're sucking us, toes out here. How they gave this, us some really graphic. Like They're content. toes with whipped cream. How he wrote his name across her chest in whipped cream and licked it off on national if television. Not, if that's not love, I mean, come on. What, Yo, what we is? are. How lucky are we to have Riley on this? Season. I love he him. He's great. Me up, he is man. literally a superhero. He's always like, so quiet. He's so quiet. I feel like he's been quiet in person when we met him. Yeah, but I guess after he's a while, a he just re- kind of opens up, and he is hilarious. He really is. Yeah, well, he might be a little bit more reserved, but he, he's been a, a joy to watch. I, I'm i all in on them, on the two of them. And then, uh, are we missing anyone else? Um, oh, Noah and Abigail. Yes. Oh, I feel like we talked about this yesterday. They seem to be doing good. It seems a little boring. They might be editing. We don't really know what's going on. They're just kind of coasting by, it seems like. Yeah. I mean, Peter and I talked about it last time that they are probably just really normal and sane people. And that's why they're not on television. That happens. Yeah. That yeah. happens. Yeah. I can see that. And I, I mean, you're probably 100% right, honestly. They're probably just minding their business. They probably don't want to talk shit about anybody. They're probably just like, hey. So Then we have our boy, Joe. Yeah. <gasps> oh, my goodness. I was goodness. so excited to see Dr. <laughs> Doctor, is there the a doctor news. on the beach? Is there a doctor on the beach? He's so funny. You, he's 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 just he's. I don't know how how could you ever put Joe down in any way? I mean, you, you couldn't. Joe is just like such a good freaking person. He put a smile on my face as soon as he got on there. He's just he's just so funny and he's just charismatic. I don't know. He's just charming. He's, yeah, he's got he's very charming. Like I'm, I'm so happy we're friends. He's such a a good guy. I. I freak. I don't see it with him and Natasha. Obviously, I don't see that either. Yeah, what did you think of that date? <sighs> yeah, <laughs> my my Brendan, my that Brendan. Was, that was that was adorable. What he said that he's like he is so he funny. Not my Brendan. My, no, my Brendan. My Brennan, he's so funny. I just, I was just dying laughing. I was, we were losing our shit. We were absolutely losing our shit. Uh, I don't know. I feel like I feel like right away it's like. It's good to have co- uh, communication and talk about what's going on. But after that talk, it, it did seem like uh, her energy went down, his energy went down. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's really she's really hung up on Brendan. She really had her hopes up for him. Yeah. But I'm confused, but how did he gaslight her? Like, I'm just confused. I don't know if I... What did so he say? Here's what I have gotten from... 
tangential media, not directly from watching Paradise. And I'm when I say tangential media, I just mean clickbait. Tasha and Natasha had a pretty long conversation about how Natasha was trying to be really open and forgiving with Brendan because he wasn't being so forthcoming with his emotions. And he was saying that he just needed to take it slow because he was still healing from his divorce. Oh, Brendan was divorced? Yes, which was why he ended up leaving Tasha's season because, and like why he and Tasha bonded because they both got married and divorced at young ages. For him to kind of be resting on that laurel and being using it like as an excuse and then being like, oh, well, I only went out with Piper like twice. It was actually like 10 times. All those sorts of things, I think, really... And he, even, he even admitted that. And yeah. when I got picked up in the car, he's like, I, did, I withheld some information. He admitted that. And I think withholding information hurts people a lot more than we can really figure out like the impact of it beforehand, but like it is kind of indirectly lying to people. And so by indirectly lying to her, she like started developing feelings for him, was willing to work on having a slow relationship with him and put in the time and effort. And he was just not actually feeling those things. But was he pushing that relationship? Like, I, I don't even know if he was like pushing, pushing, but the thing that sucks for Natasha is in that environment in, you know, in paradise. I mean, obviously we haven't been there, but I can imagine like, you, if you invest in one person, you know, kind of like what Tammy was saying, you know, like I felt for her, like you invest in one person, that's kind of where all your time's going to. And if for whatever reason that doesn't work, now the rose ceremony comes, you don't have, and because everyone else has been kind of doing that with their one person, hopefully, you don't have like very many options. And so you can kind of get screwed if like a person's maybe leading you on more mm-hmm. than maybe they should just because your time's taken up. Yeah, I mean, it's... I- it's a sticky situation. I feel like if Brendan was like, hey, I really want this to work. I like you. I'm like, are my actions, like I'm all over you. Then I feel like that would be more so gaslighting. I feel like he was maybe just feeling some kind of pressure. He wasn't really into her, but she was more so into him. He's just like, I He was I don't trying know. to hold on. He was trying to keep getting roses until Piper got there. And he saw that Natasha was a ever flowing fountain of roses for him. And he took advantage of it. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So that's, it's all kind of sad. Let's end on a high note here. Let's transition. One last thing here. Serena says, I'm falling in love with you. And Joe says, I think I'm falling in love with you. And I don't know if I think I'm falling in love with you means as much as it felt like it meant in the moment. No, I feel like it's all about your, how you bring it. Like, I think I'm falling in love with you. How he said it was pretty much saying, yeah, I'm I'm in love with you as well. If yeah. you read it on paper, you'd be like, oh, that just sounds weird. But if you see you, you how can see it all over their that interaction, that how his smile and how they're just like all over each other. That's a that's a it's kinda of, it would be kind of like how like if I messing with Pete and I call him a son of a bitch and I'm laughing, Whoa, like come on, bro. Seriously, again, it's like the fifth time this morning, bro. I'm going to cancel everything else out with the beginning part. Anyways, but no, I'm just saying, if I said, oh, you asshole, but laughed in your face, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm taking this joking. You're not going to think I'm... Context. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love I love them. I I would, I don't know who's who in my mind is a stronger couple, them or Riley and Marissa, from what we've seen on, on the show. But that was really just a sweet, sweet moment. That's why I love the show. I can't be by myself on that. Like that's that right there. Those moments, seeing those two people like be vulnerable with each other and like 
take that that jump and like you don't know like it's just that's a cool moment and it's cool to be able to witness that with them. That's like one of the beauties of of this show is is those kind of moments. And I I think they've they've got potential. It's it's I got it must suck for Kendall to have to watch that. Holy Poor baby. shit. That's gotta be like I I was picturing I'm like, wow, what would I be doing right now if I had to like watch that with someone that like that I really, really, really cared about and just like watch that moment there where they exchange their first I love you's and like that whole giddiness and the happiness. Why would you be there though? Why she like, did put herself in the situation. You're just standing right there front row in the movie theater, like watching this movie of your ex fall in love. Like, go inside. Go get a drink. Go take yourself away from that. Are you talking about like actually on the beach in that moment, or why she came yeah. to paradise? Oh, dude, she was pride. She was told to be there. Hey, sit right here, Kendall. Sit yeah. right here. <laughs> Come on, all that stuff is premeditated. Sit here and like look out at the ocean in that direction. We're promised uh, we're not going to actually place your ex uh, and the girl that he is courting right in your line of sight. Right. Yeah. I feel bad for Ivan because what do you do? You know, the girl you're trying to have a connection yeah. with. She's just you just can't do nothing. It, I don't know. She she definitely wasn't healed, Kendall. And it's it's obvious. And I mean, that's just for anybody, that would be so brutal to watch. Yeah, it's too soon. Yeah. Way, way too soon. But I don't get why she came on the show because like the conversation she had with Joe didn't make a ton of sense to me. And now we're watching like her watch him fall in love. And it's kind of sad. I just don't know why she would put herself in that situation unless it was for the followers. Also, like when... I feel like people need to know the right time to go home and also like the right time to stick it out. I feel like a lot of these people are just like, it seems desperate to keep on like staying around, hoping, you know, it's... They just, they don't want to leave. Yeah, it's... Hey, it looks like a fun time, right? If you're not... Yeah, right. Getting your heart broken. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, right. Drinking on a beach with the slight chance of emotional turmoil. Do we... uh... Do you think we see we see we see Joe with with anyone else outside of Natasha? It's hard to say. The time. Who else are they going to bring in? We're running. We're running low. Um, I'm also excited to see about this hurricane that yeah comes in. So Ooh. they tease the next episode. They're like, I went from caring about falling in love to caring about my safety in my life, and I'm like, wow. I have a feeling that contractually, ABC is going to get you out of there before it gets real bad. But <laughs> I heard something about this storm, but I won't say it. Well, I guess we'll talk about it next week. We'll get your tea ready, week. folks. Get, get your tea. Uh, yeah, it, good episode, though. I actually I liked having the one one a week. It was it really like so much of a marathon and a lot. It was jam packed. Great episode. Very entertaining. Yeah. Oh, so entertaining. So good. Ah, heartbreaks ah. of love. <sighs> God, we just can't stop coming back for more. Love it. You know. <laughs> all right guys well thanks so much for uh for joining us for this recap hope you enjoyed it uh we're looking forward to seeing how this season ends seeing the love stories that end and start their own story after the beach did that make sense what i just said i don't yeah, know what you just pretty, said pretty much that yeah. end and start you know what i'm trying to say the end on the beach know. and then go into the real world so we're excited to see what happens emma thank you again for guiding us for being here we don't know what we would do without you Did you, uh, did you miss me a little bit, man? I was gone for a whole week in London. You know what? I did. 
It was uh, it was quiet around here. You missed your frat like, mate. You, your frat I, mate. I did. My what? Your frat mate. My frat mate. Yes. Uh, no, I did. But I was happy for you, man. I uh, I knew you guys have been planning that trip for a while. Um, so I was uh, stoked for you to get back to hear all the stories. So. How about uh, you dish all the English tea on how that trip tea. went? Yeah, uh, guys, London is really an amazing city. Um, I think the one thing that is so cool that you don't think about because in the United States, we're so, we really are a very young country. And you think about over there, like people have been like, colonies have been on that land since like 11th or 12th century, which is really crazy because when you go into these old houses or pubs, they're made for people that were like five foot five, like grown men. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's so interesting. I go down a little wormhole, of like the history of the, the black plague and you know, the Kings and Queens that have been executed and whatnot, but London's such a good time, man. I did go out with a uh, cat one night. And- so let's get a little background. So, so cat, uh, your, your wonderful girlfriend, her family, is she, so she's from, from London? Her family, they're American, but they moved to London and they had her. So she was born and raised in London. Okay. Yeah. So that's where it all went down. Chelsea is where they're from, which is a very posh. If you don't know what posh means, it means very bougie. I love the word bougie. Right um, down your alley right there. Right down my alley. But yeah, I had a great time. Um, saw everything. I even was, I was out drinking at a pub one night and I actually drank way too much, but I did it for America because the Brits were trying to out drink me. They were talking shit that Americans couldn't drink. I said, get out of here. No way. So I actually, I won one for, for us. Did you, guys. did you represent us proudly? I did. Yeah. The okay. next day was trash though. I could have used one of those water boys for sure. I was so <laughs> sick, but I don't know, man. London is such such just a a crazy wide space. What was wide... It, your your favorite uh, favorite place you visited? I, I've been to London a couple times. It's been a minute though since I've been there. But uh, what was your favorite spot you got to visit there? I would say the castle that's right next to the Tower Bridge. I'm blanking on the name of it right now, but it's like one of the oldest castles there, and uh, they used to keep prisoners in there. And I I go down a little book wormhole of like the prisoners and all the kings and queens that were actually put in prison and deheaded. It was crazy times back then. Wild. I might actually get into the crown. Um, I've been hearing a lot great about Great show. Great show. Yeah. Just so much history there, man. Fa- favorite dish there besides fish and chips? Uh, they have a thing on Sunday called the roast. And it's like this big ass plate of food and you can get like beef or pork or lamb. And they have this like this muffin type thing on the side and beans and veggies. Um, they do the roast every Sunday, which was like uh, you would go and watch soccer. And uh, They're big soccer roast. fans over there, huh? Huge. I, uh, I'm a Chelsea fan now. If anyone's Chelsea fan, salute Chelsea. All right, all right. Here, here, cheer, cheer. So going, to, uh, going over to London, obviously you're visiting your boo. Let's hear like, what was the... Uh, you guys have like a romantic, uh, romantic outing, romantic date. I mean, London's a very romantic city. Yeah, I think I think just walking down the streets of London is like very romantic. I think you could do absolutely almost anything there. Um, the streets are just so old fashioned, just small and a lot of character. Yeah, so much character, so great, honestly. But wasn't that romantic? Her mom was there, lovely lady. 
I will say I did have the worst day in London on my trip back. Have you ever just had a day where just everything just goes wrong? Oh, yeah. Everything. Of course. Like, are you talking about tra- travel-wise? Yeah. Well, I was. my day was just terrible, and I couldn't... I thought I wasn't going to be able to get home. I missed my first flight. And after that, everything just... What do you do in situations like that before I get into my story? <laughs> I mean, this, this may be a little bit of a tangent, but I have probably the craziest story trying to get home being halfway across the world, I, I so I was in. I had gone out to uh, and this is not London, but I had gone out to uh, to Greece to Mykonos with one of my good friends. This is a couple of years ago, and uh, I had gone out there. I just gotten on um, with Delta Airlines, and I had about a month off between uh, or, or in dock, and then the start of my simulator training. So I had a bunch of free time. Uh, so I went out there, and I'm trying to get back now, and. Uh, I have like three or two days to get back before I'm supposed to report for uh, my simulator training. And I'm in Greece, trying to go from Greece direct to, it was going to be direct to Atlanta. And as I'm checking into the airport, uh, when you're an airline pilot, you can, uh, you list obviously non-rev. So you fly, you know, standby space available. And I was listed for uh, the jump seat, which was a guaranteed seat that I knew I'd be, I'd get on. But then I saw that there was a lot of first class seats open. So I was like, oh, well, I want to try to list for the first class seat, take advantage of it. So I took my listing. I had to cancel it for my jump seat listing and then list for my first class listing. I'm getting to the airport. All the seats are available. They're calling off all the names. I'm looking good. I'm like the next name about to be called. Boom. Gate agent goes, I uh, apologize, ladies and gentlemen, but this flight now has been weight restricted for its flight. No more standbys will be allowed on the flight. I have to get home to like that day. I have to get home. Just like the timing wasn't going to work having to wait because only there's only one flight a day. I have to get home. I go up to the gate agent. I'm like, ma'am, you need to help me out. I was listed for the jump seat, which if I, I would have stayed for the jump seat, I would have been good because you're considered part of the crew. So it doesn't count against being weight restricted for the flight. Long story short, she tells me there's nothing she can do. I'm kind of out of luck. I'm like, oh my God, I am stuck here in Athens needing to get home. I start looking up all the flights around the world that are on the Delta system coming out to Europe, how to get back to the States. I end up finding a flight that was delayed by like five hours out of Paris going direct to New York to JFK and then back down to Atlanta. And I would connect down to Atlanta. I go down, I get a ticket on uh, some uh, Aegean. I think it was uh, Aegean Airlines, uh, which was like the Greek national airline. I get a ticket. It was the, the, the flight that was completely sold out. I'm like, oh no. She, she's like, I can't, I, there's no more seats. I'm like, can you just please sell me a seat and, I, and put me on the standby list in case someone doesn't show up? She's like, sir, I can't, I can't do that. This, this, the flight's completely sold out. I'm like, please, please, please let me just try. Long story short, she ends up letting me try for the flight, gives me the ticket. I go to the gate. There's one seat open. One person didn't show up. I get on that flight. I fly like, it was a three hour flight from, uh, from Athens to Paris. Then I have to transfer from one terminal to the exact opposite terminal on the other side of the airport in uh, Charles de Gaulle airport in Paris. Scramble over there, sprint over there, make the flight like 30 minutes before they end up closing the gate to get on that, get on that flight, fly to New York, get to New York, connect it to Atlanta. Insane. Insane craziness, um, huge tangent story, but I know I feel your pain. I understand. That sounds like that worked out for you, though, in the best way. Oh, it, oh, it was very stressful. Very stressful. But it's yeah, so it stressful. Airports are stressful, man. Especially when you're in a different country and you just feel so alone, and you're just like, I don't know what to do. So I missed my flight because I had to get a COVID test to come back to the states, even though I'm double vaccinated. Um, I've been had my COVID test all that week, but I had to have one right before the flight. And I could not find a 
a place to go get my COVID test. And apparently they do them right by the airport, but I couldn't find it. And at the time I was like, I, I don't know what to do. I, I'm just going to go try to get on the plane. Maybe they'll let me on. Negative. They did not let me on. I couldn't get onto another plane. That was JetBlue till the next 24 hours. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm staying in this airport for 24 hours. So I have to go and try and find this uh, COVID test. And everyone in London and is so sweet and they just have that proper, you know, accent. But everyone's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go this way, this way. No one knew what the hell they were talking about. <laughs> they sent me all over the place. I was getting so irritated. They sent me up here, down there, around. No one knew jack shit. Finally got my test. I actually bought the wrong test. I had to rebuy the test, which in the States here, COVID tests are free. Over there, they're like hundred, like around 150 pounds. So I had to buy one test, wrong test. I had to call oh customer service later. Had to buy a new test. Uh, finally got the test. Once I was negative, I was trying to find a, a flight back. Had to go rush down to a different terminal. The flights were around 700 pounds. That was not a pretty ticket for a one-way. Anyways, rush to get to the next terminal. The train that takes you there is very slow. Once I do get on there, the door is jammed and doesn't want to get out. I have less than an hour to get to my gate or I'm going to be stuck here for sure and out of $600, well, pounds. So I was stuck on there for three minutes. And, and when you're rushing to get into your terminal and to your, your door, that's like the longest time ever. I know the feeling, yeah. It's like, it, and the elevators were going slow. I did finally get on. Some lady was knocking, uh, throwing up right in front of me, like half the trip. There were these, like, these kids just yelling and screaming the whole time. But I did make it home. I am here safe, so that's all that matters. But I would kind of like to hear other people's stressful moments in airports because I feel like, you know, a lot of times, most of the times, things do work smoothly. But if you're that, like, 0.1% that shit's not working for, I feel like it could be miserable. Yeah, hey, I mean, yeah, it happens sometimes. There's a lot of lot of variables that affect it. But so all in all, your trip to to London was a uh, was a Every great day success. Every day, but the last day. Yep. Every day. Let me ask you this: Do you see yourself in the future having dual citizenship? Well, I would love that. Of course. Oh, that's a good sign. Who wouldn't want dual citizenship? Right, but there's an underlying what that means. I'm asking the question to get another answer, and I like that answer. So I'm happy for you, man. Shut up, Pete. Shut okay. up. Anyways, hey, yeah. You know I'm, I'm a big fan I of like you. I like my and, girlfriend a lot. And Cal. London is great. Her family's great. Chelsea's great. I love Chelsea. I, uh, I could actually see myself probably living there maybe a few months out of the year. Yeah. Coming back and forth. I think that would be actually really cool. Yeah. A lot of similarities to New York. Overall, a very wonderful city. I have nothing negative to take away from it. All the great people, lovely people. I just don't want to go to the airport ever again. One more question for you. Oh, shit. This must be somewhere. That's I, can tell, I can tell by your face. I can tell by your face that it's going to be something. It's actually, it's, it's, it was just uh, kind of random, but um, back to what we were talking about. Beans for breakfast. How do we feel about it? I like it. Yeah? Do you like it? Do you like beans for breakfast? I, I don't really know if I've, I've done it for breakfast. With your eggs? You haven't? You haven't had a... Beans for breakfast? No. Yeah, it's like a part of the big English breakfast. You know, you have... Your sausage, your ham. I've had all that, but I don't eggs, I mean, I'm just beans curious. mixed in, some mushrooms cut in there. Yeah. Your accent still so suffering. Didn't uh, 
didn't quite get the uh, anyway. Yeah, I did practice. But I hope you guys, if you do ever get a chance, do go to London, get some culture, and enjoy yourself. Cherry, I might. Cherry out. Did you see Cherry, Andrew over there? I'm sorry. My did point. you see Andrew across the pond? I didn't see Andrew across the pond, but I did go across the pond down there in the riverside. And it was very lovely, you know, ducks, geese, and uh, had a splendid day. Guys, I'm so sorry for this. I, I am so sorry. <laughs> All right, guys. So we uh, are at that point of the podcast. We have our third roommate. And today we have a voice memo sent in from George. Uh, George, we appreciate you. Uh, Just a reminder, if you have any questions for our third roommate, don't forget to submit them to uh, our Instagram page, Bachelors in the City Podcast, and we'll get you on the show. Uh, But for now, George, we're going to you. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name's George. I'm 23, and I'm probably in the small percentage of guys that uh, consistently listen to the podcast every week. My question is for both of you. Dustin, I know you're newly in a relationship. What are a few things that you enjoy about being in a relationship as opposed to when you were single? And I guess, Peter, on the flip side of the coin, what are some things you enjoy about being single as opposed to when you were in a relationship? All right, George. Uh, good question, man. Also, shout out to George. You know, he's a 23-year-old proud weekly member. So shout out to George. All right. What would I say I enjoy about being in a relationship opposed to being single? I really crave companionship. And, you know, as much as I love being single in a relationship, companionship is everything to me. And I, I just really enjoy having someone by my side on my team, always looking out for me, someone that's always just challenging me in the best ways to do better. And just someone that's always there for me, besides like my, my good friends. I, I think that's one of the best things. I never feel lonely. I always feel like I, uh, she always has my back. So um, I, I would say that's probably some of the pros in being in a relationship for me. Um, what about you, Pete? Yeah, I think on the flip side of that, being, you know, being single, I think what I really like about being single is the perspective that it gives you in that certain season of your life. I think sometimes people, they look at being single as like a negative thing, this negative connotation. And it's really not, it's not that it's, if you have, like I said, the right perspective, it's just, it's a, it's a beautiful opportunity for self-growth, for being selfish and being able to be there for yourself and do what you need to do. And, you know, when you're in a relationship, there's a, there's a level of that obviously that, that can't be that can't just can't be because a relationship is, you know, about compromise and, um, and being there for someone else as well. And I think the perspective that it's given me of, you know, these, you know, what, not eight, nine months, 10 months, being able to just focus on myself gets me really excited about hopefully being able to direct that energy towards someone else and really put them first. And, you know, I've been able to put myself first here for, for, uh, for a little bit, it just, yeah, it gives me a lot of excitement for, you know, whoever she is, uh, whenever it happens, I feel like I'm in a much better place, you know, put her first and, and be there and hopefully allow the relationship to be as healthy as possible and just be the best version of myself. That's what I've, I've been working on, you know, in this period of being single. And I think that's what anyone that's in that season, you can really take advantage. If you take advantage of it, it can really pay off uh, in the long run. Your uh, couples dating therapy sessions are coming in really good, buddy. You know what, Dr. Darcy, <laughs> I, uh, I tell you, man, she is, she's amazing. She, yeah. she's changed my, my whole, 
old mindset <laughs> of uh, what it's like to to be oh, in a relationship. No, no, so. no tutos to me, huh? I guess I didn't help out at all. You know all. what? I'll give you some credit. Too, you know, I'll whatever. give you some love. I, I want to find out if George is single because I feel like Emma says his uh, profile is private, but he looks cute. So maybe we could hook George up. George, thank you for your for your question, man. We we appreciate it. Thank you for uh, for being a weekly listener. Your support means the world. I uh, hope you can take something from our answers, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're single. Make the most of either either season of your life. Let's get that boy a date. Let's do it. Let's post him up on the IG page. Hey, let's do it. You down, George? Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at redrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.